Fancy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts Game Week 5 preview show sponsored by Bonus Bank. If you're new around here, make sure you give our podcast or video some love with a like, rating or review on podcast and YouTube as well as a subscription. That would be fantastic, guys. And let's say good day to our panellists today. I am joined by Mikey, the FPL Reverend, Chazza Roberts, Christopher Reed, who's got a breakfast bar in his mouth, and also Ollie Walker Peel. Good day, gents. Rev, how are you doing, mate? Oh, mate, I'm doing. I'm doing really good. Um, had a a game week which wasn't too bad. Just literally only one point behind yourself. Um, so you know, going to be hot, doing mate. quite Coming well. Yeah. So yeah, don't look too far behind you. But um, one of the things I have been getting wrong is my captaincy shout. So I'm really looking forward to what Chaz has got to say on on the old captaincy this week, mate. Well, we know we'll be bringing the knowledge very shortly on his Captain's Corner segment. But Chazza, how are you, sir? Oh, why? Hello. Good evening to Jack and Ollie. And good afternoon to the Rev and Reedy Man himself. Always loving to hear the cheek in rap with cheese and his breakfast bar. I'm looking forward to hearing more on your cooking recipes soon enough. It's fantastic to be back here live for the first time in a couple of game weeks. Brilliant. I'm sure we'll get the uh, the recipe sent to you directly after the show, mate. And Reedy, how are you, do- how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing good. Uh, Take it, taking a big breath there. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, chicken wrap. Just taking a bite. You know, breakfast bars, Liverpool 9-0s, everything's getting thrown out at the minute. And we've got a quick turnaround at FPL as well. So it's, it's all going off. Um, looking forward to the pod and good to be back with you boys today. Yeah, and as uh, Mike Halpin says, who's joined us on the stream for a change, good to good to see you, Mike. And he really can only cook scouse. Is that correct? Is that is that the go to? <laughs> oh, scouse! Um, stick it in the slow cooker. Leave it a few hours. Bob's your uncle. Fun, uh, you know, love it, mate. Love it. <laughs> Jobs are good. Right. Mike knows. <laughs> Mike knows. All right, over to Ollie Walker Peel. How are you, buddy? You well? Are you missing Elliot? Yeah, I'm all right. It's, um, you know, different to have a different host on for a change. Alex obviously gone AWOL for the night. I mean, he's getting uh, the party in early because he's 18 tomorrow as we call this. So he's uh, getting himself partying earlier on. We've got an addict's birthday on the way, which is uh, is good. But I'm uh, I'm sure you'll fill his uh, relatively big shoes uh, well there, Jack. So uh, I'm sure you'll be right. I'm sure we will be yeah, all right. Isn't mate. it just a such a coincidence that he has the worst game week ever and all of a sudden he's gone missing? Oh. I, he's gone hiding, hasn't he? What did we say last season? Right? If for anyone who tuned in last season, all Elliot used to say is, oh, Wally, all you're good at is playing mind games. Well, here I am, Mr. Elliot Craig, ready to return serve to you, my friend. So, uh, so after you come down from your birthday celebrations, get on this podcast and explain your horrendous game week to us, please. Yeah, it might might be a good week. He's turning eighteen. You can finally go for a beer with him. But it's uh, yeah, he's had a terrible game week. But that is how it happens sometimes. I'm 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 sure we'll get into uh, where he sits in the in the current league in our podcast one anyway. But let's just do a quick review. Obviously, he did the show with him yesterday for the game week review. Ollie, um, a couple of highlights from your game week review. What can we take away from that? Yeah, it was it was good to step in for the two scouts lads. It was uh, an enjoyable pod. Me and Elliot both said that that we enjoyed enjoyed stepping in. So that was a uh, Good fun. I thought Elliot hosted things very well, which was, as always. Um, and in terms of the game we've just gone, we talked a lot about Liverpool, which I'm sure that Reedy will be happy with. It's no surprise when, you know, when a team wins 9-0, they usually dominate discussion. Um, Elliot reveled in the fact that I got rid of Trent. 
uh, and Captain Salah. So, uh, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about, you know, the emergence of Luis Diaz. Obviously, he's been a player at Liverpool for a while now, but, you know, he really had a good game and he's the most transferred in at the moment. So we had a bit of a talk about him. That was the main sort of discussion that we uh, went on. We danced around other topics as well, um, which if you haven't seen it yet, go back and have a watch. Um, only, you know, half an hour segment. So uh, go and have a look. So for a bit more uh, a bit more content before we head into the next game week. No, great stuff. It was a it was a great stream, and I mean, you cover from uh, as the uh, as the Scouts boys did last week. You obviously cover from start to finish a couple of key results, a couple of key fixtures that um, that popped up. I mean, obviously Liverpool with a nine niller, um, City with the comeback. Um, that was absolutely huge, wasn't it? But you also pick a few uh, assets in there who maybe Sean and wants to look out for. So definitely go and check out that stream or listen on podcast. It is available now, uh, but. What we'll jump into now, we're going to look at our, how we went. I'm going to review our own teams. But we're going to start. Let's start. Uh, well, Because Elliot's not on, we'll, we can't start in the relegation zone. But Elliot did get 50 points this week. Not a great not a great week from him. Um, did he take a hit as well? No, he didn't take any transfers, did he? But I've got no doubt he's going to be uh, hitting a few transfers this week and making a hit. But he's currently ranked 7.5 million in the world, so not great from Elliot. He's taking a bit to warm up, but he's distracted by his birthday celebrations. But go to the next one, who's second from bottom, and a good recovery this week after a bit of a, a nightmare couple of weeks. That is our man, Chris Reed. 74 points. Read it. I hope you finish your food, mate, because we want you to uh, review your team. It's all done, mate. It's all done. Um, yeah, 74 points. What can I say? Pretty happy with that. Um, not too pleased with Tony and Jesus maybe not getting a return, but we can't grumble too much. Uh, Trent, 17 points. Uh, you know, people taking him out must have literally just been crying into their cornflakes. Um, Saliba, again, it was so nice to get the points from him this week, albeit a bit fortunate for Arsenal. Um Robert Sanchez, actually, I've nearly forgot about him. He was my transfer in, my one transfer for the week, in for, for Ward, and it paid off. Got the eight points, bonus points as well in there, of course, and that was just really, really good. Uh, enjoyed that one probably the most over anything, uh, which is saying something when Erling Haaland gets a hat-trick and gets you 17 points. Um, so, yeah, other than that, Mo Salah didn't get anything in the Liverpool game, which... Twitter just in terms of the FPL community just went mental. Um and Kulisevsky got a nice, nice little assist for me, um, as well as James throwing in some points. So yeah, pretty pretty happy all around with it. 74 points. We move on. Yeah, you've done all right there, mate. A good recovery from uh, you know, a couple of poor weeks and obviously that Saliba, you know, hauling them uh, them that score for you. I'm sure that was very sweet and you did enjoy that. Might be a new Arsenal fan for you. Part of the fan club now, mate, for Arsenal. He's just absolutely gone off and his internet's horrendous. Right, we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> Chazza Roberts, Balls of Steel, 84 points. The highest haul of the week in the podcast mini from the FPL Addicts. 232 points you sit on and you've climbed up to 764k in the world. Talk us through your team, mate. Yes, I'm back. It was a week that most things went my way, thankfully, and it was needed to, except for the captaincy. So it is a bit of a joke that I'll do this segment part of every game week and I still can't even deliver at my own peril. But we'll get to that very shortly. The Liverpool boys were a big difference. It was really nice watching that game, watching Trent do his usual attacking brilliance as well as 
in the back half too. And same with Andy Robertson getting on the board. Luis Diaz with a brace really helped. Pascal Gross with 11 was huge. Like, that was fully massive. And Harlan Hattrick. I mean, as Reedy said, what else can be said? It was just a great game week except the captaincy. So, I've got words of sun already. Yeah, you've done uh, done exceptional this week, Charles. It's good to see you making a good impact as well uh, in the league. We've been uh, we've been waiting for this moment from you, so we want to see plenty of more of these game weeks from the uh, obviously the the manager that you are, and we all know you can become. <laughs> so uh, listen, great work this week, mate. I think uh, I gave you the recommendation for Gross, didn't I? Can I take that one? I can take it. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Um, all right, Ollie Walker Peel. Your time, Morton, here's a who. Uh, took a minus four last week, came out with 61 points, one below the average. How are you feeling about that, bud? Yeah, I just want to elaborate what I took the hit for. I took the hit for Rodrigo, who blanked. And here we go, guys. Alexander. Make sure you're listening here. And Alexander Zinchenko, who didn't play and was automatically subbed off. So not only did I get rid of Trent, I also got three points out of my minus four. So that was fun. Uh, the positives, Luis Diaz was wonderful. Uh, Martin Erdegaard was wonderful. Erling Haaland was wonderful. And Reese James pitching in with things. That's about where it ended. Captaincy wasn't great, but yeah. Uh, it was a real Jacqueline Hyde game week. Really poor score from, from my standards. I, if you scroll down a bit there, Jack, I think I'm in 2 million OR, which is pretty awful. 2.15 million, which is not a good start, but as we said last season and the season before that, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and I will hopefully bounce back. Whether I can actually do that, let's see. Yeah, it's a tough one in there, mate. I mean, defensively, you've had a, you know, four points between four assets there. It's not great, is it? Obviously, City letting a lot of managers down and that guy Cash. A lot of us cashed out a couple of weeks ago, choose to pay by card instead. Are you, uh, are you still sticking with him, you're feeling? How, why, why have you stuck with him so far? I don't know. I just, I just, again, I had other issues. My plan was to get rid of him a little while ago. Then I decided to get rid of Trent and, and whatever, and he was injured, so I just held him on my bench. Um, he won't be in my team for much longer. He'll probably stay in my team until our wild card, which will be probably a couple of game weeks away. Yeah, um, I was going to say about wild card. I feel like you're a prime candidate for a wild card at the moment. Probably. I know it's just, it's annoying because I've obviously used a chip already, and I don't want to use two chips, but I feel like and could do with a wild card. I had a look over a wild card and trying to make it work, and I, I couldn't justify playing it this week because of I'm pretty actually happy with the fixtures this week, and there wasn't enough players that I could take out to justify playing it. Uh, but I reckon soon enough I, I probably will, and, and Cash, there's no way he's staying in my team after all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. And, you know, I think he's even rumours about Gerard even getting the dump as well. But over to second place, you know, one behind me, Um La, La, I always struggle to say it's La Harland, Mikey Ferguson, the Reverend himself. Um, how are you feeling about your game week, mate? How did your team go? Oh, well, I mean, everything again seemed to go so well apart from the captaincy pick, but I really can't complain. Obviously, first things first, Trent Alexander Arnold finally rewarding those patient <clears throat> managers. Um, you know, as the Rev, I do try and advocate for patience quite a lot. Um, Saliba and James coming in there really strong. Um, it was amazing to see Harry Kane get two goals, which was great. But obviously he had a yellow card and a miss pen, which left him on a mere 10 points, even though he only scored two goals. 
So it was one of those crazy, crazy weeks for him. Um, finally, as well, we see the Nordic meet shield, um, Erlen Holland getting that haul of the 17 points. So all in all, quite a good week. I think uh, moving forward, I feel like I don't really want to be on a freemium anymore. So I, I might try and uh, chop and change my structure around. So I've got a bit more squad depth. I'm, I'm finding your strategy intriguing because I feel like you're so reactive each week, but it has paid off. You know, obviously you saw what the issues were after you after your first game week. You've gone into mm-hmm. the second game week when you're wild carded. You've then gone obviously big up top now, and it's you know with a, with a score like that, it's obviously paid a few dividends for you. But you now obviously wanting to change again. Yeah, yeah. So last week I uh, rolled the transfer, which means um, I'm going into this uh, current game week with two transfers. But also, um, I'm not real. I'm not averse at all to taking another minus four. You can call me the hitman. A little mini wild card <laughs> soon. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Another minus four on the cards this week for me to try and reshape the team structure, but also we, we are entering into a diff- difficult period with a lot of busy fixtures. So I do feel like squad depth is going to be a bit more important moving on. Yeah, nice, and we can get onto that a bit later on as well. Quick review of my team: sixty-five points this week. I still sit top, pretty at the top of the league. Bragging rights over Mikey and the rest of the podcast at the minute. I think this is uh, the most I've ever spent at the top of a podcast mini. So, yeah, three weeks in there, 65 points. The triple up with City killed me again um, in there, conceding two against Crystal Palace. Um, so, no attacking returns from City players in there because I ain't got any. Uh, Alexander Arnold sticking with him. No way I'm letting him leave my team. Uh, Diaz, you know, two headers in there for Liverpool. Wasn't expecting that from him. But he's uh, he's shown that he can score with his head as well, as well as score screamers on his right foot. The Brazilian, uh, the, Brazilian the Brazilian, as Chaz has said, Brazilian Diaz uh, Salah, obviously the captain pick, like so many, got killed off with that. Um, you know, no contributions in that nine goal thriller. But over to uh, Martin, I had his first kind of game game week blank with uh, Odegaard, obviously stepping up. He's proved so well for me. I'm uh, yeah buzzing about that pick. He's probably the best pick I'll pick all season as well. Uh, Harry Kane stuck with him in that week, obviously, and he got the 10 points in there. Happy days. And Jesus quiet and now doing on the bench, so no candidates to bring in. But yeah, if it could have been a different story if City had um, you know, kept that clean sheet or you know, even Cancelo contributing, would have been nice with some attacking returns. But then again, off you know, away we go and on to the next game week. And I'll, uh, I'll see how that kind of goes going into that. But some big shout outs to uh, obviously people who are watching. Thank you for joining us. And we've got quite a few people watching us at the moment. Uh, We are going to discuss a few of these points that people are asking about. But good evening to uh, Football Chatbox, Ryan. Um, Eben, thanks for joining us as well. Similar to Ollie, stuck with cash and he's going to get rid of me on the wild card. Uh, Ryan Freeman, uh, I'm going to be discussing you just in a second, mate. But thank you for joining us. Um, And who else have we got in there? Tiff was on earlier. Hopefully she's. Um, it's not too late in what time is it in America at the minute? I don't know what time it is. I'm sure it's early in the morning for her. Um, so yeah, thank you for everyone joining us. And if you are new around here, please jump onto the YouTube, leave us a uh, you know a comment on there. Any any comments you want to put on there, give us a like and also subscribe if you are not subscribed already. And if you are listening on podcast, we greatly appreciate to um, you know give us a rating on there as well and any feedback you want to leave us too because it really does help with the podcast. Um, but on to the review of our... Um, have we still got any reader yet? Is he back? He said oh, he was, yeah. There he is. He is in there. Good man. Just, just, I was missing you for a minute then, Reedy. 
Um, uh, onto our members oh. leagues. <laughs> yeah, got a little bit of soft spot for the big lad, haven't I? Um, <sighs> so onto our members leagues. This is how it's looking. And our members league, if you've entered that this season, there are is a 5k cash pool to give away. Sitting pretty at the top of that is Lockie Nixon. He's already picked up two Manager of the Week awards. And he's sitting top of 279. Um, it's looking good in there, to be fair. Uh, me and Mikey aren't too far off. Only a 20, 21 points you know, off, off the top. Could be possible still to climb that table. Um, we're going into, obviously, game week five, which is the end of, uh, end of the month. So $150 sits out there for whoever takes, the, uh, takes out that prize. At the minute, Lockie is looking good. Uh, but the manager of the week does go to Ryan Friedman, who just jumped into our comments just a minute ago. Ryan oh. hit 104 points this week. Unbelievable stuff. And he just commented saying he's going to take a free hit this week. So he's just hit a huge haul, 104 points, $40 cash in his pocket. And now he's going to free hit as well. So I'll be intrigued. Ryan, if you are, obviously, I hope you're watching still. Tell us what team you're putting at the minute. I'd love to see what's going on with that team. And we can maybe discuss it in the in the chat. Um, so yeah, well done to the manager of the week there. In elsewhere in the public league, Nathan Perone in Melbourne, he sits top with Darwin Harland. <laughs> what a strike force that is! Two hundred ninety-six points, top of the public league. Uh, I think there's about maybe six, seven hundred players in that one, so he's looking great. In the women's, Her Majesty uh, Ella Melsh, she is still top of the league, and in our members head-to-head, -head, uh, sixteen managers in there, hundred fifty dollars cash prize. Admin, we've all got we've got a team in there together, but uh, nine uh, four managers sit top of that league with nine points. Uh, but it is quite an interesting league that one. I'd be uh, intrigued to see who can take out that one. Now onto the bonus bank. Obviously, our proud sponsors. They deliver us with their new bonus bank uh, fantasy football tool. Um, so this week uh, for game week five, their tool, which you can find in our link tree in the caption below, uh, wherever you're watching or listening. Um, it determines the probabilities based on bookies, promotions and odds, who is going to keep a clean sheet and also who is going to, uh, who can, probabilities of a player to score in a game. So at the minute in third place for clean sheets, the St. Arsenal, 43%. Uh, Liverpool against Newcastle, it's a 43% chance probability. But the minute favourites, which, you know, it, it should be very obvious on paper, but with this kind of form from City, I'm not too sure. 56% uh, chance of keep, keeping a clean sheet. Um, I'm not too sure I'm going to stick with that triple up in City defence, but those odds are favourable. Um, and the probabilities for goal scorers this week. So in third place, Mo Salah, the man who hasn't been hitting form for all those fantasy managers, 47% um, chance of him scoring against Newcastle. Uh, elsewhere, second place, Alvarez for Manchester City. He obviously not started a game yet, but he's down as 51% chance of scoring. And uh, Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest uh, again. Haaland or Haaland, as we call him, 68% chance of scoring. So some big stats out there to review and that may help you with your team selections. But thank you to Bonus Bank who provided that free tool for us to use this season, uh, giving us um, clean sheet probabilities and players to score. But elsewhere, let's get into the preview. Lots of discussion, lots of chat to have. We are going to start with the big topic. I think this is obviously a big one for us. Is Haaland getting dropped this week? Will he start? There are questions coming in. Swifty goes crazy. He wants to know. I want to know. And I'm going to give this one to the Rev. Rev, what are you thinking? Yeah, I have been um and ahhing about this all week because um, 
obviously our knee-jerk reaction to last game week is that we do want to give Haaland the armband, but the only question point about that is whether or not he starts. So here's my theory, and um, this is not gospel. Don't take it as um, <laughs> as as the true word, but I think he's going to start, and here's why. So Man City obviously play tomorrow at half seven. Their next game after that is Saturday the 3rd of September, and that's against Aston Villa. Their next game after that is against Sevilla, which is on Tuesday, just three days later. And then their next game after that is against Spurs. Personally, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bench Haaland in either the Sevilla game, because obviously Haaland is going to want to play in the Champions League, or the Spurs game. He's also going to want to play in that because it's a big fixture. It's a difficult fixture and they are going to need the goals because Tottenham are flying at the moment. So it doesn't make any sense for me personally to bench Haaland right now and then play him against Aston Villa, then Sevilla, then Man City. It makes a lot more sense to play Haaland right now, bench him for Aston Villa so he's then fresh for the Sevilla and Tottenham games. Now, I don't know whether that's just pure confirmation bias from myself but if I was looking at a team and I was going to look at um, fixtures in terms of their importance I definitely want my star striker available for Sevilla and Spurs and I don't mind so much if he misses the Aston Villa game who frankly Aston Villa have been really poor so maybe Alvarez can get his start then and Haaland will see some rest in that fixture. Well, Mark, it's so so much to think about, and it's it's great. Obviously, your take on that one superb, mate. So I think you're giving a bit of insight, which you know a lot of managers. Some are very active week to week. He is Holland is the most transfer player in this week. So there's 593,000 managers out there don't think he's getting rested this week. They don't think the game is getting dropped, and it looks like he's you know going to start. But is that going to be the curse? Possibly. I'm I'm all about blessings myself as opposed to curses, mate. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, Evan in the chat as well, saying I'm, I'm on fire with, with this gospel. Hopefully it's going to be good news for everyone that Holland is going to start. So yeah, I'm sorry if he doesn't, but that's my opinion that he will. No, and listen, everyone's going to have anyway, everyone's going to have a take on this and it's just about trying to think it through logically. Put yourself in uh, Pep's shoes. Uh, we know he's ruthless with the rotation, but you know, it's... He's gonna st- he's gonna want to start every game, isn't he? He's gonna he's he's on fire. He come up a hat trick. He'd be fuming if he's rested for this game. He, he'll he'll fancy this one to bag, you know, another hat. He probably against um you know against against them. So, yeah, for me, uh, Reedy, what's your take on it, mate? What are you feeling? Oh, I think it's 50-50. I really don't think it's as straightforward as what maybe people think. I think that if anything. He's more likely to rest um, rest in both games. I think he could reduce his minutes, considering they've got the Champions League next week. Um, so I really don't know if he'll play the full 90 in both. And, and as Mikey was saying there about him um, you know, coming off the back of a hat-trick and so on, you'd think that Pep wants to keep him going and, and him, um, sort of keep that form and so on. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's always that risk of his, his minutes being reduced in both games. So... I'm not 100% on it, I won't lie, especially with Pep Ruler and how it's treated us previously. I think Pep could start Alvarez tonight and they've got enough in the rank City to kind of um, 
to kind of win that game comfortably. We saw Forrest against Spurs. They, they, they tried knocking on the door a little bit, but didn't really get much from it. Um, so I'm, I'm really up in the air at this at the moment. And I've got Haaland as well, and I'm, I'm thinking captain for Haaland. So but come, in, come the deadline... I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be sort of second-guessing that one. Um, and I don't think we're going to get too much information from Pep because, as we know, he likes to um, shaft a lot of us FPL managers at the best of times. Yeah, he is the chief shafter, isn't he, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> Brilliant. Put your put words in my mouth there, mate. Um, so let's go. Well, listen, it's... It's up in the air. Let us know if you're if you're in the comments now. Let us know what you think. Is Holland going to start? Let's get your take on it, guys. So please do get involved and let us know what you think. Um, it could stitch a lot of people up. Like I said, nearly six hundred thousand uh, managers have capped have um, not captain have brought him in this week. So a lot of people, obviously, we can see are in there. But let's uh, move on to the next one. This one manager in our in our members in our podcast. He's, uh, he wrote an article last week. You know, some a lot of people, he was trying to help out because a lot of managers were taking out Trent. He looked to navigate this. But Ollie Walker Peel, is is Trent back in for people? Should, what should what should managers do? Those who took him out, would you, would that be a priority getting back in after that after that goal scoring uh, effort that he did at the weekend? Well, t- to be honest, if you actually like, I'm not. If you read the article, um, which some of you may not have done, some of you may have done, I actually specifically said that if you haven't got other transfer plans or you don't want to save money, hold him. My advice in there, whether it was subtle or not, my advice was to hold him. And I didn't take my own advice because I had other transfer plans that I wanted to make. So if you did take Trent out, you may well get him back in. I'm going to roll, uh, I'm going to uh, run the gauntlet and leave him out again this week, which is not something I want to do. But I think I'm going to wait until I play my wild card to have him back in. Is that going to put me behind the eight ball? Quite possibly. Is it a risk I'm willing to take? Quite possibly. If you can get Trent back in, would I advise it? Absolutely. So I've probably just confused everybody there. But I'm not going to get him back in. Should I advise everybody to get him back in? <laughs> yes. Oh my days! I think um, on the article, listen, there's always small print on the, on an article, and yeah, he, he did. You know, he's a bit of an insurance policy. <laughs> you know, don't listen to him in that advice. But yeah, that, um, that should be the small print. That the small print should be listen to my advice or advice with caution, because I am genuinely trying to help. But I'm there's one word, word I can. There's one word I can sense here, and and that word is regret. That is the only word. Oh, that is absolutely. Amongst the many words, regret is the one. Well, yeah, of, of course, of, of course. But I think I, I can't remember who said it. Which which FPL content creator said it? But I think he once said that you've got to separate the events, the actuality, from the move itself. And a lot of the reasons I wanted to make the move were justified, other than the fact it was Bournemouth. Um, but of course, I regret it. I'm not going to back away and say that I didn't. But I'm also going to back my decision in. So um, I'm going to go with it and, and see what it see what it uh, see what happens really. All right. So just to sum that up, recommend people to get him in if they can. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers, Ollie. Thanks for clarifying that one, mate. Um, and listen, if you were a Trent owner last week, but you did take him out of the weekend and he scores that top bin, he obviously put on a great display. How are you feeling about that? Are you regretting the decision? Do you blame Ollie Walker Peel as well? Uh, how do you feel? 
Um, but on to the next one. Talk about fullbacks. Chelsea, we're at Southampton. Chaz, I'm going to bring you in for this one, mate. I want your, your take on this. Um, managers who haven't got um, any Chelsea fullbacks yet, James, Cucurella, who are we bringing in if there is a recommendation? What's your top tip, mate? Personally, I don't have any of them right now, but I'm heavily considering bringing one in starting from this game week. I haven't made any transfers yet, but having a look at Chelsea's fullback scoreboard impact when it comes to fantasy is damaging. We saw it early last season where Reese James went on the purple patch. We've seen it with even Mark Kukurea, who has got an assist in each of his home games. Reese James has had returns in three of his four, which is including a goal and an assist. I think their fullbacks, when I do go forward, are too hard to ignore right now. And starting with Southampton away, which is a fixture, Chelsea battered them at St. Mary's 6-0 last season. I think out of the two, because I'm a bit worried with his training picks, 55 of them, no race. I think it's Targa Kukurea, but it's one of those fixtures where he could get rotated and then maybe, just maybe, Ben well plays. Yeah, really interesting, mate. I'm, like, for me, this week, I'm looking at taking a hit and bringing James in. He's looking brilliant. He's obviously back on the right-hand side. They were so much better, weren't they? They were. And we were, let's go back to the pre-season talk where Reese it may have been sooner he would start at centre-back, but it seems... He still makes the fantasy impact consistently still. Yeah, and they've um, obviously they just struggled with these clean sheets, though, haven't they? Obviously, we saw Mendy have a bit of a nightmare in there, and that's affecting, even though he does look solid. But, you know, does a question, does uh, Fafana start and, and instantly impact that team, do you think, by the way, just while we're on that Chelsea note? Personally, I'm not all across it. I think he starts more on the weekend and comes on as a substitute according to Tuchel's Tombola subs during the midweek game. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. And cheers for that one. Um, let's go. Mikey, let's have your take on the on the uh, Chelsea situation, mate. Yeah, so uh, Twitter's been blowing up this morning. Um, FPL Investigator has tweeted out that um, there was about 55 training photos yesterday. And as Una says, the... Um, the theory is that James is injured because James was not in any of the training photos at all. And if we check um, Reese James's Instagram, apparently he was at a water park yesterday. So he's missed training. Whether or not that's him getting the day off and we'll see him in, um, in, in the game as per usual, um, or whether he is actually out for the game and he's, he's taking a break is just a matter to be seen if you've got a transfer and um, the obvious move and um, if you do believe he's injured is is possibly to go to Ivan Perisic who, who can be just as explosive I'll be personally holding Reese James because I do like his fixtures after this anyway and I do have some decent bench cover this week so it's one of those it's a risky one if you are relying on Reese James maybe this week you sound maybe this week you might want to be thinking about um benching him or taking him out. 
yeah, it's always a tough one when you start to hear these rumours uh, going about on Twitter and all the noise because some people do panic and then all of a sudden, like I think we've been stung a couple of times, especially on the podcast. I think the, a good one was with Son being out injured uh, last season and then he went and played and scored. So I think there's a lot of always, you know, a lot of noise. We've got to be careful what we read and when, and when until it's official. And it might just be a uh, you know a water slide burn from the from the uh, speedos high riding on him that you know why, why he's injured, but you never know. But Chaz, I'm going to uh, ask you about this one as well, mate, uh, because the two of the top uh, most transferred out players are Salah and Cancelo. What's your take? A bit hasty on Mo Salah still. I know he's had a little slow to start to the season compared to his previous campaigns, but I feel he's more than capable of bouncing back even with a brace or just getting a goal and assist against Newcastle and Bain. The market fluctuates in a contrasting outcome. Cancelo, I think his last two game weeks have been a bit of a concern. His first two game weeks were awesome, but... It's what you're going to expect for Man City. They're going to concede from time to time. And with Cancelo, you're either going to get Dunkin' Donuts or you're going to get high ceilings like his 18 points away at Newcastle in game week 18 last season. Not a lot of the in-between, but when City do keep a clean sheet, he's always in contention for bonus points. I still feel it's too reactionary for managers transferring him out at the moment because four of Man City's next six fixtures I rated as a two in the fixture difficulty ranking, which is a suitable platform for them to consolidate defensively as a side, but also enhance on the Portuguese attacking returns. Yeah, absolutely, Chaz. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, Nottingham Forest in the next game, I think this is similar to the Liverpool-Bournemouth kind of situation where people are taking out likes of Ollie Walker, people are taking out Trent, and then people are panicking and taking out Cancelo. And then you've got, the opportunity to keep Cancelo against Forest, who have got 19 new players, which is absolutely ridiculous because that team cannot be gelling, surely. Um, so, yeah, sh- surely that's a, another thing to back it up. And he's actually gone now, Chaz. So, cheers, Chaz. <laughs> so, um, Reedy, you can answer that one, mate. Would you be taking out Cancelo? No, I wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, switching them out, especially with this fixture against Forest. Uh, similar to Trent, he's in that season keeper bracket. Um, funny, funnily enough, me saying that I've not got him because on my wild card I decided to bring Luis Diaz, uh, Luis Diaz, sorry, Ruben Diaz. So um, yeah, if you've got him, you definitely keep him. You've got to, you've got to just keep him. I, th- I think even yourself against Palace was expecting a clean sheet from from Man City. Um, I know that people have said Palace are City's bogey team, but. Um, you look at the back line, similar to Liverpool on the first in the first three games, having three of the of the back four uh, playing. Um, you know, apart from John Stone, so you'd expect them to be keeping clean sheets still and attacking returns, even though he's not looked as threatening this year. It will it'll be you know it won't be before long that he'll get get a return and, and, and end up with those bonus points in a double digit haul again. So I keep him. yeah and. Yeah, and he is, listen, he is. I've just done a quick count. It looks like the 12th or 13th highest hauler for defenders, um, you know, which isn't bad at all. He obviously scored a seven pointer and an 11 pointer in the first two game weeks. Similar fixture with that Bournemouth one there, they won 4 0. He got 11 points in that one with an assist and a clean sheet. So, yeah, very possible in there. I'm just going to bring up a comment really while you're still on there. Um, who where was it? Uh, Gary. Gary's asked, 
who are the best defenders for five mil or under, I guess? Reedy, do you want to give us one? Five mil or under? I'm sure you got one right top. I'm sure you had one too. I would like to point to Saliba, yeah. Yeah, straight away. Um, has looked brilliant. He's uh, the highest defender in the game, along with uh, not far behind him, Gabriel. So I think those two as a pairing um, are looking fantastic. If you want to look outside of that, um, you know Brighton have been absolutely solid at the back this season. Uh, Lewis Dunk, Veltman are up there with with, with being great picks, uh, 4.6 each. Veltman may be injured for this this weekend, so he could potentially hold off on that one. But Lewis Dunk has, has kind of maybe not been consistent as such, but been been there or thereabouts season after season for Brighton, um, getting points, getting bonus points when they have kept clean sheets. So those those really. I would go with, with Arsenal and with Brighton. They're the, the main picks for me. No problem. Mikey, would you agree with them picks? My internet did just cut out, I'm afraid. <laughs> so um, I didn't get to listen to the Reedy wisdom. So sorry. No worries, about that, mate. I'll pass it on to Ollie. Ollie, did you agree with them picks, mate? Yeah, I think the Veltman cloud is a bit of an interesting one. Brighton have been sound uh, the back so far this season, if you have a look at it. Uh, at the moment, clean sheet against Newcastle, clean sheet against Leeds, and um, Lewis Dunk also had one against, uh, it was a clean sheet against West Ham as well, to go along with that. So three clean sheets in are opening four games. Uh, Veltman with the cloud, you'd probably turn away from him, but maybe uh, Dunk as a teammate uh, could be an option. Uh, Chaz in our private chat just said Dunkin' Donuts. So, uh, you know, if you want a reason to go with that, um, never been there, but seems like a decent donut place. So if you fancy it, uh, have a pop. Um if you're looking away from Brighton, I think obviously Saliba's been the main one. He's got the he's got the best chant in the league, I reckon. Um, one of the best chants in Premier League history, um, alongside the uh, the Joel Rebels one we ha- uh, heard off air from um, reading before. Um, maybe even you look at Newcastle with uh, with Fabian Cher. Um, he had one good game week um, and another clean sheet in there, and they don't have a great fixture this week. But beyond that, their fixtures are okay. So there are plenty of options sub five million, um, but I think Brighton assets are the uh, the way to go. Perfect, mate. Thank you for that recommendation. And Gary, hopefully that helps you. I think we've skirted past this one a bit more. Um, obviously, we talked a fair bit about Kinsella being transferred out, but Salah being the most transferred out, two of the top three players, seems ridiculous to me. He's going to fire. Um, I, I do want to bring Reedy in at some point, but I'm going to let his dial-up catch up a little bit. So I'm going to go to Reverend. Uh, hopefully you're back online. Yes, mate. Go for it, mate. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I think... This is just one of the things in FPL is that, um, you know, if it was a Taylor Swift song, the haters are going to hate, the skaters are going to skate, and the knee jerkers are going to knee jerk. <laughs> uh, you know, I... <laughs> and this was a freak result. It was an absolutely freak result. Um, Liverpool obviously getting nine goals to nil against Bournemouth, and there are flashbacks from Havertz last year who. Um, you know, blanked in a 7-0 win for Chelsea. Now we've got Mo Salah, the FPL GOAT, um, utterly blanking in a 9-0 win for his team. You know, it's it's one of those things that is is just a total freak incident. In terms of XG, in terms of expected data from that game, Liverpool managed to score nine. However, their expected goals was only 3.81 in total. And so that means they've more than double overperformed right they've more than double overperformed 
Um, if you take Salah out of the equation, so Salah who blanked, um, Salah during that game registered a total of 1.35 of his team's total XG, meaning that Liverpool managed to score nine goals off 2.46 XG if you take Salah out of the equation. Out of the equation, So we can't read too much into this game, right? This was a one-off. This was a total lightning striking twice kind of moment. So it's one of them. You've got to hold Salah. You've got to hold Salah. The XG is there. The holes are coming. The points are coming. Don't sell them because you will regret it for sure. Now, some wise words again from the Reverend. You've heard it here first. And Rev, just while we're on here now, I just want to mention about the confessions room. Can you tell us a little about it? Oh, well, yeah. Um, you have been uh, confessing your FPL sins, Jillers. And um, it's it's going to be up to the group here. It's going to be up to the chat as to whether or not we are going to absolve you for your sins. Uh, you've been saying some pretty sordid stuff, to be honest. You've been confessing. <laughs> Something pretty bad about what you did right at the beginning of your season last season. And so if people are interested, then do keep an eye out on our YouTube channel. Make sure you go and subscribe to us so that you don't miss the FPL confessions that are coming up. And if you want to get involved with them too, make sure that you go watch it and leave your confession in the comments as well. So maybe we'll get you on to confess in the booth. Yeah, exactly. We're very excited about dropping this uh you know, special season and uh, episodes of the confession booth in there where you can confess all your sins and, uh, you know, and, and get back in. You know, I, I feel like my seat now I've got it off my chest already about with my sin. I'm having a blinder this season already. So it's already working as well. So well, oh, well, I've excited. been struggling. I've been struggling carrying the weight of your own jokes <laughs> in around me. That was horrendous. I can't wait for people to like leather you in the comments. Yeah, for doing I can't. What you did. I can't. Oh, there you that, go. Yeah, that will be dropping over the next week. So we'll see how we go. Um, let's just get on to the next bit of news. Obviously, we heard this evening and the last couple of hours breaking news. Scott Parker has been given the boot from Bournemouth. Unbelievable. We've all said between ourselves, obviously, very harsh. He's had four, yeah, the four fixtures, three of them against the, the top six clubs. Uh, he's got a win against Villa and he's been booted. He's not been backed as such in the transfer market, um, you know, unlike Forrest who have come up. Seems quite harsh, but Oli, would you be backing even more so teams who are playing against him now or have we got to be careful of you know, that bounce back? Um, I would urge caution which is weird because it's Bournemouth and Bournemouth look awful. But new manager bounce exists. It is a thing. As much as may, people may claim that it's not, like watch Bournemouth go and get a result or two um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, the, the run of fixtures, obviously it's going to be tough to bounce back off a 9-0. They've got Wolves, Forest, Brighton, Newcastle, Brentford, Leicester, Fulham, Southampton in the next few games. That's not a bad run. So... You know, in the review last night with Elliot, I said, obviously, before Scott Parker was sacked, target Bournemouth. I don't think I'd be so strong in saying that now. Um, it obviously also depends, and I've said obviously a lot, but um, it depends on who uh, Bournemouth bring in as their new manager. Um, I read online that one of the Sky Sports reporters said that um, Chettle Nutson, who is the manager at Bono Glimpse, is um, rumoured. Uh, Bono Glimpse have done some, some good things in Norway. Uh, winning the league, the pretty, you know, not the biggest club in Norway, winning the league, battering Roma last season. Um, 
So uh, that's going to be an interesting one. So it's going to be interesting to see what Bournemouth do. I wouldn't be so strong as to target them just yet. Give them a couple of weeks. If they're still as bad as they currently are, then, you know, normal service resumes. If they're slightly better, then uh, we can take stock then, I suppose. Yeah, wow. And uh, Rev, what do, you, what do you reckon to this news, mate? Um, I love football manager, you know. I love playing football manager um, on, like, and I don't know if there's anyone else in the chat who are listening who love it. But this kind of feels a bit like when, as a manager, and you're playing the game, you try and put a little bit of pressure on the board to invest a bit more into the team. Now, every time I've tried to do this in the game and I've criticised the board publicly for not investing in the team, I just get sacked. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happened to Scott Parker here. Is His results have been fine. You know, the win against Villa was great. And then, obviously, he's expected to lose against Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool. You know, no one's batting an eye at those results. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Scott Parker's being sacked. So there's definitely been some um, argy-bargy going on in the boardroom. And Scott Parker's been trying to put some uh, pressure on the board to invest more into the playing staff. And it's totally backfired on him. I feel sorry for the guy because, you know, his squad is thin. But whoever comes into that role is going to have a real job on their hands, managing the expectations of the fans, but also trying to recruit players because it looks like the board aren't going to budge on that matter. Yeah. And so going into FPL, Wolves up next to them. Uh, Bournemouth are at home. Wolves going there. Looking at assets, would you be backing any assets to come in and, and do the business against them? Obviously, Mate, I'm to- like, I, I love always agreeing with. Ollie Walker-Peters, except for when he's transferring Trent out. But um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely totally on board with, with our OWP here. Like, new ba- new manager bounce is is real. And we are hopefully going to see um, those players grit their teeth and dig their heels in and grind out a couple of really nice results. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, thank you for your take on that scenario. Uh, I don't know what Reedy is doing during this podcast, but he's in and out. Um, so we'll see what happens if we can get him back on and get his get his take on it. But over to the next kind of section now. Um, obviously, we've looked at discussion. We've looked at, I think, all the points that we've ticked off we want to chat about today. But if there's anything else you guys want to chat about, let us know in the comments and we'll try and get it up. Uh, and try and get that discussion on the go. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of ca- lot of people asking about captains. We will get to the captain's corner very shortly, but we are going to step into the preview for our own teams for this week. Um, but first, if you've not downloaded it already, um, now this is an app which I'm really enjoying using, the EPL Live app. Um, it's available all worldwide. These guys have been brilliant. A lot of our uh, listeners listen via this app, but also use it for stats during in-play games. Um, loads, loads of um, stats and details, but uh, built for football fans, for football fans, com- combines these lightning fast uh, stats and live scores straight to your fingertips. So make sure you join, uh, well, download the EPL live app. That'll be fantastic and show some support for them as they've showed us a lot of support too. Uh, that is available obviously on Android and, uh, and Apple as well. So thank you, EPL, for your support. Chaz, we are going to go to you first, mate, because we're going to preview your moves for this week, if there are any, and let us know how your team is doing. So over to you, buddy. He is on mute. He's allowed one this year. He's still talking. Chaz, you're on mute, buddy. 
thank you very much. I, I nearly forgot. I, it's been a very long time uh, since I last spoke. So here we have it. We're in a lovely position where we have two free transfers coming off a really good game week as well. Now, my thinking is a downgrade is required to fund a future potential upgrade. I've been thinking about potentially Robertson out for a Chelsea defender. I think Cancelo stays. So now, Gross has been awesome. Sun has been a questionable one. However, already priced out for De Bruyne. I'm still not convinced by Mo Salah. However, he's in a flash. He can get back into form. An upgrade from Taylor to a plain striker, for example, Ivan Tony, has also been a consideration. I think at the moment, I'm going to... What I am thinking out of all the options is Bakayo Saka out. We're going to go Bakayo Sayonara. I'm not sure if his name is Japanese. I'm thinking a Leeds midfielder in Jack Harrison and then roll the other. Mate, I'm liking that one, Jack Harrison. Someone else has mentioned bringing him in this week. Um, let's just have a look at it. I think it's Colm. Yeah, Colm uh, Budgler just did the one transfer this week. Harrison in for De Silva. Um, he's obviously uh, keen to get him in. He's been impressed. I think he's a good alternative to Rodrigo as well. Obviously, he's the price rising there, so maybe the value isn't there for him. And obviously, Bamford coming in and threatening his kind of role in there. Harrison's looking good. How, how far are you at 50-50 at the minute or are you a bit further along? 50-50 at the moment. All right, nice. Well, obviously, intrigued to see what happens. But what do you think, uh, guys, if those who are watching, if you're live in our chat at the minute, let us know what you think about the Harrison move for Saka. And, and is anyone else thinking about getting rid of Saka? Let us know. Um, but other than that, mate, your team's looking good. You've obviously had a good week, so I'm sure you don't want to disrupt it too much. Um, and what about, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll do captains after. So we'll jump into someone else. Tiff has just mentioned she loved the Harrison shout in there as well. So you've got the nod of approval. You might even get a live transfer live on air at the moment. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Rev, we'll jump over to you, mate, and we'll have a look at your team ready for this week. What are you thinking? Yeah. So uh, as you can see, my team does look a little bit different as to what it did. Um, Last week, I had two free transfers going into this game week. And so I have taken a minus four. I think there are certain acceptable situations in which we can take a minus four. I think the first one is if, you know, one of your star players, like, for example, a Darwin gets a red card and won't be playing. And, uh, you, you know, you need to spread those funds around. Or um, there are multiple injuries. Um Another reason why you might want to take a minus four is to fix your team structure and so that you don't have too much money sitting in the bank doing nothing. Um, I could have just used my two free transfers this week, but then I would have had quite a sizable chunk of cash and I wasn't sure I was going to let the surcharge on that try and go too far away. So I have taken the minus four. I have, I have reinvested it into my playing staff. And so the first thing, which which seems like a madness, really, especially after Kane's two goals, um, is I've taken out Kane for Tony. Obviously, there's no faith in my beloved Everton because <laughs> um, I, I think Brentford look great. Tony looks amazing. And um, I think I can spread the funds around from Kane by, downgr by downgrading into Tony. I've gone the uh, Silva to Bernardo. Bernardo um, is someone who's been looking great. Um, there was a lot of speculation as about 
um, to whether or not he's going to leave for Barcelona. But he seems to be playing now. He's getting the goals. He's getting the assists. And at 6.8 million, you can't really go terribly wrong with this. Obviously, Pep Roulette is going to be a thing. But um, it's one of those things where for 6.8 million, I'm going to take that risk. And then finally, I've gone Patterson to Perisic meaning I've got a really, really deep squad now. Obviously, you're going to see there Kyle Walker is on the bench, and hopefully I'm not going to have any reedy regret as well by having Saliba on my bench. But the fixture schedule is going to get really busy, and hopefully my deep bench is going to cover any possible rotations that we might see from our uh, managers. Well, I don't think there's many managers out there who've got such a deep squad now. It's looking really healthy on that bench. Um, you've obviously been working on this for the last couple of weeks to get it to this point. Um, you've obviously had, you've gone big at the top. I think Tony's a great pick as well. Um, and the, you know, the Perisic just, it's obviously strengthened your defence even more, but obviously also the attacking returns more so on there. But we all know how lethal Bernardo was last year. It's, the same, it's exactly the same last season, wasn't it? He was rumoured to be going... He was on his way out and then he came back into the team and he absolutely killed it in FPL. And he was um he was looking so good. And he's kind of doing that again now, it looks, you know, especially after the last week. Yeah, a lot of people have been going to Gundogan. Um, and I think that's a great shout as well. So um I'd obviously would prefer um having having Gundogan in the side, especially after he got his rest last week. Um I'm fully expecting <laughs> Bernardo to, to to get benched. This week, and, and if he does, he does. It's fine. I've got the bench cover for it now. So, yeah, hopefully I'll be on the Bernardo halls when they start to flow in. Great work, mate. And we'll uh, jump back to you when we pick our captain's pick. But your team is looking healthy as uh, Ollie Walker Peel. Over to you, son. Uh, How is this team looking for this week? Yeah, I've already made my move, mate. I've, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Trent out. Trent back in. <laughs> No, Trent's not there. You can see that Trent's not there. Uh, you can see, though, um, if you're watching the stream. Um, if you're not watching the uh, YouTube video, it's kind of awkward because you can only see a Spotify screen. Uh, but Ivan Perisic is into the team this week for Zinchenko. So I've completely cut my last on Zinchenko. I don't want to risk the injury um, if he doesn't play. Um, and if, if Reese James is out, that just strengthens my... Um, my ploy to wild card. I might even just wild card this upcoming weekend if uh, if Reece James is out injured because honestly, I, I need something to change. Um, but Ivan Perisic is there. That will probably lead to um, another four four two. Probably benching Williams, uh, Andreas Pereira, and Cameron Archer, um, and then obviously Edison in goal. So uh, that's the way I'm looking at things with uh, with Perisic coming in for. Um, for Zinchenko. And I suppose the one thing about these articles is it actually informs my view on FPL, even if the article didn't work out from a trend point of view. Obviously, it didn't. So um, that was something. But seeing how high up Ivan Perisic played, wanted me to transfer him in. So I've gone with that. And hopefully, this time, my transfers actually work out. <laughs> well, listen, mate, you can't have them all. But I think you know, you've made a good choice in there with Perisic. He's, um, he's obviously his, his price has uh, climbed back to 5.5 in there. I've still got him on my watch list as well, and no doubt a lot of managers want him back in. He had all the hype at the start of the season, um, and obviously Sessignon burst on the scene, didn't he? But uh, now he's got that kind of match fitness back up and running. He is in there. Do you think there's a chance of him being dropped at all, though, as well? Is there is much rotation for him, DC? 
Oh, who knows? Probably with my luck. Probably all these players. Haaland <laughs> will get benched. Cancelo <laughs> will get benched. Salah will get benched. <laughs> Matty Cash will get red carded. Um, I don't know. Scott a red card, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> card league start. Um, but no, hopefully not. Let, let's put it back into order. I re- I'm oh. gonna back. I'm gonna back in my transfer. Perisic is gonna do well, and if he doesn't, you can all come back on the podcast next time round and blame me again. So oh, uh, fair enough. It. Well, it's definitely thrown every curse out there possible. So we'll see how we go there. Cheers, Ollie. I'll quickly okay. review my team, and then we'll go on to uh, Reedy because he's back in the studio. So in my team this week, I've actually done my two transfers already. Um, obviously, I had, a, I had an okay last week, uh, game week last week, but this week I've now scrapped the triple up with City. I've actually got rid of uh, Edison. I've brought in Sanchez. Um, I think I preferred him instead of uh, the Raya option. I feel like Brian are a bit more solid, and I do. I am. I was. I did have him last season a lot of the season as well. So, gone back to the faithful Sanchez. That's freed up some cash elsewhere, uh, and I've actually gone for. I brought in Harlan this week. Instead of Kane, so I am praying he does not get rested. I think this is um, another prime game. I think it's of the moment. This is why he has uh, been transferred in by so many managers too. But that home fixture was too tasty um, for me to uh, to uh, yeah to avoid. So yeah, Henry's dropped to my bench there, um, but I've still got Cancelo and Walker at the back. So the triple up on City's still there. Uh, I'm happy with the Arsenal triple up with Martinelli, Odegaard, and Jesus. Great fixture against Aston Villa and under pressure Aston Villa team. Uh, and then the triple up with uh, Liverpool, Diaz, Salah and Trent. I think it's a formidable trio um, back in that. And I, and I do fancy, you know, just I know I've put Sanchez in goal, but Andreas uh, Pereira on set pieces against Brian at home. I, I feel like there, there might be something there for him. So I am, I am going to start him this week uh, rather than Henry, uh, who is the away, in the away team for um, Brighton at Crystal Palace, but that is my team. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, looking forward to that one and seeing what happens. But Reedy's is back in the studio. Hopefully, his internet connection is good and his team just as good. But we'll see. How we, how we doing, Reedy? Jobs are good, and he's frozen again. So nice work. Um, I'm not too sure what we'll do here if we'll take. I'm back. Him out I'm back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Testing one, two, three. <laughs> we'll give you a minute and see how you go, mate. Go for it. Yeah, I know it's not been the best, but um, yeah, so just wanted to obviously show me team, see see what you think this this week. Um, I know there's a few rumours about Reese James at the minute, um, but I'm pretty set. I'm looking at rolling, um, and you know we'll see how we get on with that. Don't think I need to make any moves at the moment, um, so I'm happy going into that. Next week with the uh, with two tra- free transfers. Wow, that was short and sweet. Cheers, mate. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, what we'll do now? We'll jump into uh, the captain's corner with uh, with Chaz. <laughs> Sorry, mate. That was, uh, I know your internet's not great, so thank you for keeping it short there, buddy. Uh, so, Chaz, captain's corner. We love this segment. We know you've got the picks. What have you got for us, buddy? I'm surprised you love this segment because, in fairness, I just say normal captaincy options. But there's a curveball at the end. Not a whole lot of stats to back it up. But firstly, I do like the name and I've liked his last two games. But first, 
we start with Salah, who was one one of the three players who blanked in Liverpool's mammoth 9-0 win. And it was seriously good to watch as a neutral and seriously demoralising if you're a Bournemouth fan or a Scott Parker enthusiast. My Salah has scored in each of his five home league games against Newcastle, dating back to March 2018. We also have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's a little sneaky pick on this, who got back to his best with 17 points against Bournemouth last week. He faces a Newcastle side at home in which he did manage to score against them, which was in December. And he also secured all three bonus points in their 3-1 win. Salah is predicted to get the most points of this game week with 7.0, according to Fantasy Football Pundit Stats. I'm losing my pages, and I do need to go to bed soon because I do have a 3 a.m. alarm. Let's get to the City boys. Just quickly, I have lost my order. I got it. All good. Now, if you don't own Salah, there's always the City boys to provide the armband assurance. Erling Haaland was the first City player, first got his first City hat-trick on Saturday, scoring three after half-time to rescue Man City to a 4-2 win after going two goals down. And after four game weeks, he is ranked top for expected goals with an XG of 5.53. So that represents the amount of goals he should have, he is expected to have in total by now. Kevin De Bruyne is always there to challenge him. He did blank, surprisingly, on Saturday, despite City scoring four goals, and it was his first blank at home since game week 26 last season when Man City lost to Tottenham 3-2. But he is also ranked inside the top 10 for expected assists, despite his below-par performance. And as I said, City's four of their next six are rated as a two in the FDR, so if you're selling Cancelo... I wish you all the very best in life. Harry Kane, we go to this one. He's playing a London derby, and we know about Kane and London derbies. Uh, match made in heaven. I was trying to figure out what the word was. <laughs> he has scored four goals in his opening four games. And speaking of four, that is, he has also scored a brace against David Moyes' side on four occasions in his career. His form in the last three game weeks has been impressive in itself, having the seventh highest points total in that period with 24, and the highest is six more with Rodrigo from Leeds United, who's already risen half a million since the season has started. So if you want a nice risky gen differential, that is your man. And he, remember, as I, I'm just going to say it as it is, he loves the London derby. And West Ham do love conceding. Now, my little curveball of the week, because Jack has been demanding through my messages to me, and he wants a curveball. So we're going to go with Martin Odegaard on this edition. He scored three goals in the last two game weeks. He's uh, got achieved maximum bonus points as well. He recorded the highest XG of, out of all players in their game week three fixture against Bournemouth with 0.64. Now, last week, he got 0.18, which is ranked eighth out of all players. However, he did register three shots. So the question is, is his form sustainable enough? But the scores are saying he's just piling them through at the moment. So there's always options in this. You've got your Sackers, you've got the Martinellis, you've got your Tequila Saliba. 
We also have Martin Odegaard just waiting in the wings in himself. So at the moment, now I've set my alarm for 3.30 because I need to prepare myself and go over uni assessment. That is all for my captain's corner. Thank you for listening. Legendary stuff as always, Chazza. We love your picks, mate. Uh, you can jump off anytime, mate. If you need to go to bed, you get yourself to bed, mate. You've uh, you've done your homework. You've done your research. You've backed up with the stats. Um, so let us know what you think of the captain's corner. Are you backing them up? Personally, we've been frothing for a, a curveball in there, something differential. We know it's the usual lads we, we want. So I think throwing something out there and even better, Erdegaard, obviously I know you've been listening so to So spicy, so spicy. Spicy pick. I think he's a great pick for it. I'm not too sure how many more game weeks he's got left in him to be hauling big, but let's have it. So if you fancy a gamble this week, uh, Chaz's, you know, CC with Chaz, captain's corner is called Martin Erdegaard as the curveball captain. And obviously the big hitters in there, Salah to bounce back, uh, Kane in there as well, who's on form. Um, and obviously the City boys, Haaland after his hat-trick and obviously KDB, who we know can deliver any time. Boys, I'm going to go through to each of you. Captain picks, Ollie Walker-Peel, who's your captain for this week? Might be an interesting one. I'm sticking with Mohamed Salah this week over Erling Haaland. Nothing wrong with that, mate. Is your vice-captain Haaland? Uh, my vice-captain will be Haaland, yeah. No problemo. The Rev, you're up next. Who is your captain, yo, for this week? Yeah, I've had a bit of bad luck with captain picks so far, but hopefully Erlen Haaland is going to do the business for me. Going to put my faith in the Nordic meat shield. Beautiful. Chaz, before you go, who's your captain? There's two options. As I always follow the <laughs> 10 mil or more premium policy, I'm going to go with Haaland, only because I think Sun is out of form and right now I just do not consider him as a captaincy. Fair enough, my man. Captain Reed, who's your captain? It's going to be Mohamed Salah. Ooh, Mohamed Salah for a change. Do you think James Gaffney should go De Bruyne or Salah? De, De Bruyne, if I had him. I'd, I'd definitely be going for De Bruyne over Salah. I think that, that Forest fixture just looks far too tasty to ignore. And um, Newcastle are a tough side, but I, I do think Newcastle could struggle. I, w- I do wish Elliot was here to tell us a bit more about the Newcastle's injuries that they have at the moment. Rumours are that Trippier is out. Rumours are that um, Bruno G is also out. So so they're, they're looking quite thin, but they're still a great no side. Max and, either. No. Yeah, no, no St. Max, exactly. So they are going to be a, not attacking as much. So... It, it, it is a tough shout, but if, if you had a gun to my head and I had to pick one, I, I'd, I'd say De Bruyne, just because he's just silk, isn't Cheers, he? Cheers, mate. Just amazing. Can you answer this one for Sync 2020? Yo, should I take a minus four to go from Rodrigo to Erdegaard? No. <laughs> it's the simple answer. Charles, do you agree with that? I'm just writing now, I'm chat. Nah, move on. Nah, not into that. Fair enough. And do you think... This is what Chaz um, Elliot could have answered, but Chaz, you can do this one. Do you think Isaac will play for Newcastle there? Brand new signing. If he's got a work permit sorted, I don't see why he doesn't start. I reckon Andy Howe should just go whack, bang, go for it. We'll just chuck you on field. See how it goes. He's got to be better than Chris Wood, right, Ollie? He does. Um, I, I listened back to the podcast the other day and you were talking about Chris Wood to Rovers. I'd have him. I'd have Chris Wood. 
Um, but I'm not sure if Eddie Howe would. So, uh, yeah, I think Isak, if he doesn't start, I think he'll get minutes for Newcastle. Um, and when a player like that gets minutes, uh, there's always a chance he'll score. So, um, I think he's an option. Fair enough. Rev, for Tiff, Haaland or KDB for Captinho? Yeah, as much as I love um, KDB, and he's one of my favourite players, I, I, I'd i still go with Haaland. Sometimes in FPL, you got to strike while the iron is hot, and, and Haaland is, is definitely on a hot streak right now. All right, fair enough. Well, hopefully that has helped you guys, but we just want, we're going to be wrapping up the podcast in just a moment. But a big thanks to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, who... Have backed us for two seasons now. Um, continue supporting us. They've got the fantasy football tool as well as a bit of an extra. But you can check out their details below. They they give you the best um, t- how to take advantage of bookies promotions this season. You can use the platform for free, or if you want to go premium, you can get twenty five percent off uh, with the code word FPL Addicts. The link is in the caption below as well on our YouTube. Um, so please check out them. They are superb and love being in their um, in their community as well on Discord. But thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you've loved the podcast, uh, please make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Make sure you turn your new notifications on so you never miss an upload. Make sure you give us a like on the stream as well. Um, and also a rating and review on the podcast if you are listening and listening back. But uh, we'll be back next week. We've got the game week preview. I'm sure the Scouse House will be back Um we should be back actually in a couple of days' time because we've got Premier League this weekend too. So it's going to be a full week for us all here. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I think this has been a, a record kind of a stream for us. Uh, we know the transfer deadline, if you're listening right now, is 3am for Australia. What's that time? One's deadline for you in the UK, boys? 6pm. Thank you, Chaz. Um, that sounds about right. So we'll go with that. Maybe 7pm. 6pm? 6 6 p.m. Oh, really? You're still in the studio. Good to hear from you, mate. But thank you guys for (laughs) tuning in. We will be back and good luck and may all your FPL dreams come true this week uh, for Game Week 5.